Welcome back to the Team CJ Podcast. I normally count up from one to five, and I didn't do that this time. But we are on episode 88. I'm not ready for this, Kaiser. You didn't count. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also known as the booby episode. Oh. 8-8? Look at 8-8. Look at at those (laughs) 8-8. Yeah, so for the sake of people listening... Uh, my microphone's not shit the bed, and yes, I do sound like McTavish from the Call of Duty franchise, because I have a very sore throat at the moment. Yeah, he's he's being a little bit more sultry than normal. Well, well hello there, Kaiser. Ah, uh, let's talk about espionage. Tangerines. <laughs> Tangerines. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if we've... So, before we get into topics, let, can, we, can we talk about that inside joke a little bit? Because I feel like we we haven't ever actually talked about it on the podcast. We've we talked about it on the YouTube channel, okay. but not on the podcast. Okay. Um. What? Lead? Well, I'm not going to lead off. I've got oh. a bad fucking voice, haven't I? <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. So, in the the Dark Knight movie, the second Batman movie that was in the Zark, uh, was what's his name, uh, Zack Snyder? Uh, maybe. Uh, so you have uh, Batman Begins, you have uh, Dark Knight, and you have uh, Batman something. You got Batman Returns or something. It's Batman it's Begins, the one Batman where Returns, um, it's Dark one where Bane races. shows up. That's the third one. That's the third one exactly. Yeah. And so uh, the third one was the the the, the name I was trying to remember. Um, mm. So in the second movie though, Alfred is talking to him about this expedition he had uh, part of the British Empire and um, he's talking about something the size a a gemstone the size of a tangerine and uh, there's a joke video online where they took that line and kind of repurposed it so it's just like a tangerine the size of a tangerine and it just became it became yeah. a joke. It became a joke between Blue and myself, so that everything was just the size. There's a channel in the Discord which is called the size of a Kaiserine, which I'm assuming you did that. Yes. Oh man. Um, yeah. If you want to hear more hilarious jokes like that, go watch our amnesia videos because <laughs> we use it far too often. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, so this episode we have uh, Blue providing quite a few topics, and then I have finished reading the book uh, I Robot by Isaac Asimov, a classic, sci- like a sci-fi classic that I'm kind of ashamed that I never touched earlier, but it's it's quite good. So we talk about it in segment three. Blue, would you like? To- yes, I uh, get to do the whole of segment one with my decrepit voice. Uh, because that's what we like to do on this channel. We like to put me through pain. So, <clears throat> this uh, this week was a pretty big week for the British. Mm. It was the 70th... I wanted to ask you about that, actually. Jubilee? Yeah, the Jubilee. The, the Queen... Have you ever had a monarch that has actually gone as long as this? Because... I mean, she she came. Are you questioning my Britishness, sir? <laughs> I mean, she's what ninety six or something like that. Stop asking questions that I don't know the answers <laughs> to. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, 
Queen Elizabeth has been going for something like 70-something years now. Yeah, it's been 70 years that she's been on the throne. That's what the Jubilee was. Uh, uh, I didn't know if it was 70 or <laughs> 75. Uh, no, yes, the Platinum Jubilee. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Uh, there was a big concert in London. Uh, it was... Well, I heard some of it because the people I was listening to it with at home in front of the TV were telling me all about the songs that were currently playing and so I couldn't hear the fucking song that was playing. <laughs> God. That's uh, like when you... I love you, sweetie. Uh, disclaimer. <laughs> it's like when you're trying to watch a football game and, like, everyone is talking about... Sorry, this is an American thing. But you're watching the Super Bowl... And everyone likes watching the Super Bowl commercials because they're special. Yeah. And so people are talking about the commercials and like chatting about them instead of like, when the game's on. Like they're, they're, they're silent for the commercials. But when the game's on, they're talking about the commercial. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, but yes, I was over at the um, over at a show showground mm. uh, on the Friday. Uh, oh my god, it was pretty pretty fun. There was a surprising amount. We okay, we were out in a field, right? Yeah, in the countryside, there are all these tents and things set up. And the tent that I saw the most of, as in the kind of uh, type of tent, were people selling hot tubs. <laughs> they they want to be on Twitch. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, I didn't see Amaranth there. Very strange. Um, no, just like hectons of hot tubs all around a field with like goats and sheep and cows. Joke, jokes uh, aside, that does seem very weird, especially for the UK. Like, I suspect it could be because there was a lot of, let's say, upper class genteel folks who could afford to pick up a hot tub while they're at the, the filthy showground while they prance about on their ponies. I'm sorry, uh, I've one like... One could do with a good dip afterwards in a nice hot jacuzzi, wouldn't you say? I can afford a hot tub. I've been able to afford a hot tub for a decade. I uh, don't... But can you afford the diseases that come with it? Yeah, exactly. I don't want one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's I'm kind not... Of just, it's, it's a bit odd. Uh, it doesn't even get that cold there doesn't get that cold in England. Yeah. I mean, I guess How, it's all a matter I'm of perspective. Sorry. Yeah, it, it, in Massachusetts, it gets, like, Celsius, like, 9 or 10 below. Zero. Yeah. It's, it's the peak of summer, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it also gets a lot hotter here. Um... Okay, that's that's even less of an excuse. Why are people buying hot tubs? Because people want to go out in the water in their back garden in the summer while it's shiny, sunny, shiny. While it's shiny. While it's shiny. Mish money penny. <laughs> Mish money penny. Why is it so shiny outside? We're just going to um, be doing impressions. All right. So, that's... There were lots of them. Uh, lots of sweet stalls. Uh, picked up some fudge, which... Oh, good God, it was sugary. Um, mm. but the best well the tent I spent the most time in the cider tent 
Over which, six... Go on. For, for the sake of any American listeners, I'm assuming you mean, like, alcoholic cider. When you say cider in England, you're buying alcohol. Yeah. When you say cider in the US, you're talking about, like... It could be apple juice. Exactly. Yeah, no, we are talking about... I don't think there was anything under 5% in this tent. Yeah, that's the other thing. Even the alcoholic cider here in the US is fairly weak. Right. In the in uh, the UK, what from what I've seen, like the cider over there is is quite strong com- by comparison. Yeah. I mean, it ranged from about 5 to 7%. Um and there were about 60 different kinds of cider in this tent. Good god. Uh, that's a lot of fucking types of cider. Well, so, I can I yeah. can only think of like three different types of cider in the U.S. Oh, I can barely name that many over here, but well, actually, that's a lie. But that's a lot of cider, and I hadn't heard of really any of them. Uh, so I just kind of shooting the shooting in the dark. Uh, I think apparently Alicia overheard someone else in the queue being like, "I don't know what any of these names are, but I'm just <laughs> going to order something." It's cider. <laughs> I mean, you get that with, like, craft beer over here. Especially mm-hmm. with IPAs and stuff like that. Like, people are looking for, like, oh, what, what's this beer? Oh, what's this one? I, um... Oh, what was that? I was talking to a friend the other day. They, they... I don't know what the brewery was, but they had a uh, beer called Exhibit A. Right. Like, you're talking about, like, a, a lawyer, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... It was, it was a fucking weak uh, lager. Oh. And I'm wondering, like, like, Exhibit A is, if Exhibit A is weak, this guy's, you know, he's going, he's going down for life. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, sorry. So, uh, yeah, it was about $2.50, I'm going to say, for a uh, half pint. And then is, is that are a you British just, half pint. Are you saying pound yeah. or? I'm saying dollar to transfer. It was two pounds, but I'd say that's about two dollar thirty, two dollar fifty. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then a pint was just double that. Um, yeah. And again, for reference, a British pint is twenty ounces. Here it's sixteen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had a pretty good time in there. There was a guy playing the spoons. Have you ever seen someone play the spoons? I have. Yeah. Cool. Uh, town fair back when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. That's the only place that you see people playing the spoons. <laughs> it's a dreadful shame. I want to see like I don't know, Led Zeppelin on the spoons. Play Freebird <laughs> Um But yeah, no. Pr- pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Alright, nice. So other topic. I yes. Have. So I know oh, I said topic. I I know I said I had no topics, but I actually okay, do have one. And it was something that was very interesting. So, I'm between jobs this week. I yep. left my Congrats. old job. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be leaving the old job. Mm-hmm. It did a lot of good things for me, but I'm glad to be moving on. Um, I've got a new job. I'm looking forward to it. But the thing is, at my old job, I'd been there for four and a half years. And I kind of, like, leaving the garage that last day turning in my badge, doing all that stuff. It kind of it's felt... It's not as nice as a garage, let's be real here. <laughs> it, it's downtown Boston, so it's actually a really nice garage. <laughs> um, but, but the thing is, like, 
it felt a lot like leaving college. It felt a lot like leaving high school. Like I'd spent four years there. Yeah. And so when I was leaving and turned in my badge and everything like that, I was like, oh my God. Like when I left college, it was like, it was a transition period from this entire campus that had been my home for four years. I'm suddenly not like somebody who belongs there. And I felt the same way with this. Like there were multiple buildings in this, this area in downtown Boston that like I'd been there for four years and suddenly I'm not somebody who belongs there. And I left. Despite the fact that like I was that there were there was good and bad portions of this job, but despite all of that, it still felt a little weird turning that in and uh, four years of my life was just like okay i can't go back there now yeah it was a weird thing i think the college analogy was a good one uh when you like leave a school and then either come back to it, let's say a week later to pick up a certificate or something and you're yeah. walking down the hallways and it's just like it's weirdly echoey and but it's not yeah it's not you're not a student there anymore yeah uh, and you feel awkward, like, saying hello to people and things like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, just a little, little side note, but... Okay, right. you ready for the, uh, the big one? I am. Alright, everyone in England, I apologize. I hate to reiterate what the news has done over to death so many <laughs> times. Have you heard the latest story about Boris? A vote of no confidence. Yes, old BJ himself. Uh, they tried to do a vote of no confidence on him, and he got away with it, with 41% so, of his own party saying he's incompetent. So here's here's the thing, because I do pay a lot of attention to uh, international politics. Yeah. I'm kind of curious about this, because his predecessor, um, what is it, the secretary? Theresa May? Yeah, she, like... She resigned when there was only a 37% vote against her for a similar yeah. thing. And so now he's got a 41%. What do you, what do you think? Is he going to resign? Like, what, oh, what's God, gonna no, he's not going to resign. He's a whole different kettle of fish. Mm. Um, he is... And I've said this since he's been, he's been elected. I've said this before he was elected. He is a buffoon. Um, he does seem like a bit of a dumbass. He's. I I, I don't I don't want him to be. It's <laughs> gonna sound strange. I don't really want him being kicked out because of this this party thing. Because, yeah, it was stupid of him. But I reckon about eighty percent of England yeah, did no, the same thing. Exactly. It was it was one of the. I, yeah, I, I heard about this. It's like, why why would he be kicked out because he did. So, for reference, for the people listening, essentially uh, England were, was under, at one point, some fairly strict COVID lockdowns. And um, it, this was long after, like, there was actual danger from the general population. And so it was basically just, like, leftover government regulation. But the thing is, the general population had not actually had the restrictions lifted. But Boris 
decided he was going to i think he went to a party or something like that and so he organized a, a group party in the 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 downing street um and yeah. a few people turned up to it yeah exactly so he went to a party and again the the restrictions were outdated to begin with uh and th so the controversy is the fact that like he went to this party and ignored the restrictions that technically his government was still enforcing even though they should have been lifted at this point anyway because they were again outdated um and so did they did a vote of no confidence and he passed it. I think it was it was what it was forty one percent versus yeah some so other forty one percent of Tories um, mm. voted. For oh right, because no it's only his only part. It, it's his own party that gets to yeah. vote. Okay. Um, which yeah, I I I, I think he's always he's, he was never really a good fit for prime minister i i don't know I mean, it's been such a long time since we've seen a prime minister that is a good fit in theory everyone likes to hate on the prime minister i get on that dude don't Same don't talk to me about like having a a, a shitty head of state i well, live in the u.s right now yeah our head of state um, can barely talk and um but yeah i, I really just think that he was of, of all the people one of the 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 worst people like he was the most well known and I think that's mm. why he got elected. The first time I ever but, like, I actually have known about him for the last like more than ten years because he was on Top Gear when he was the mayor of <laughs> London. He actually yeah. was a guest on Top Gear, and that was the first time I ever like you know was like oh who's who's this guy? Yeah. The um, I just remember Jeremy Clarkson talking about like, oh, who wouldn't like a bit of Boris? <laughs> I'm sure Boris is great for Jeremy Clarkson's ideology, but personally, I I really don't think he stands up. Yeah, I mean, he did he did do one very positive thing for the UK, and that that's getting you out of the EU. Um, uh, you there are people. It's pretty split on. It's it's split that that's just talking points. I'm talking about pure economy. So right. and again, I don't know how it affects other economies, but in my economy uh or sorry, in my industry, talking about pharmaceuticals, like the UK made bank. Like we we transferred so much business to the UK because your regulations are so much easier to deal with than the EU's. So the moment mm. you guys left the EU, we're like, all right, all medicine regulation is going through Britain. And so it it made your country bank, at least in terms of... I thought you were going to say great again. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I wasn't going to use that. But no, no, but in terms of, in terms of uh, like pharmaceutical regulation, like um, I have no idea how it affected any other, anything else. But in terms of in terms of medicine, you guys like made out on Brexit. Um, who who I knows what food we probably took a nosedive on a bit. Yeah, yeah, probably because it, it'd be harder to import things that come out of the Mediterranean or or like grain and I stuff. Think that a comes... lot of stuff from France and Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine you guys took a hit on that. Um, but I am not a politician. Uh, yeah, and usual I, disclaimer: our political views are our own. Get your own. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and my again, what what I was just saying there, that's me talking about like specifically the industry that I know. So, pharma Brexit was great for the UK. Who knows what it did for anything else? Or if it was good overall. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of votes of no confidence, Kaiser, tell us about this week's film review. <laughs> oh, God, we got fucking... <laughs> so, once again, when... Uh, the, so, the Blazing Saddles review went up, I, I spent a ton of time editing it and cutting things down and making sure that the video clips were transformative and all of the things that are required for fair use. And then YouTube immediately copyright struck the video. <laughs> yep. Granted, Warner like Brothers, they, they were fairly quick on reversing it. Yeah. But, but it's but. a very old film. 1974 or 1970-something. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we put up the video, there was tons of clips from the video, and I, I, I spent, again, a good amount of time making sure there wasn't any continuous scenes being shown, and that they were clipped mm. properly, and it was whatever we were talking about, it related specifically, and any any filler space was going to be, like, things from the trailer, which is publicly available, and it's... Still got copyrights. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm bitter about this because yeah. I, I like, I, I stayed up until like 11 editing the video, yep. uploaded it, and then when it finally went live, it still got delayed until Sunday instead of going live on Saturday because of the fucking strike. And we're gonna make a point every single time we have one of these strikes called against us because. We laugh about it because it's one of these situations where you laugh or you cry. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, if one of these ever did go through, then we'd be gone. Um, yeah. And it's kind of... It, it's a quarter... It's, it's a fraction of our channel. Um, but they won't care about that. And it's kind of just gross how we can literally predict within like a day of something going up within an hour probably i'm not sure exactly what the timings are that something will get copyright struck which we know isn't a copyright offense i i do want to read you know and i quote from uh so i sent blue on uh sunday or sorry monday yesterday uh, the the message that we got back from youtube it was hello Good news, after reviewing your dispute with Warner Brothers, your, uh, they have decided to release their copyright claim on your YouTube video. And Blue responded with, Much shock! Exclamation mark. Because, <laughs> obviously, this is not a violation of copyright. This is firmly within fair use. But you, YouTube system is... It's just... It's not put together well. Yeah. Uh, we're not intending to start, like, a riot over this shit, but... No. If it's every time this happens, someone chipped at that wall, then one day it's gonna break. <laughs> that is the hope. Yeah. Mr. Gorbachev, cheer down this wall. So. 
I was thinking of Shawshank Redemption. But, but that works too. Another good movie. Yeah. Speaking of which, we do actually need to do another movie night. We do. It's going to be your choice next. It is. I've got a few choices. Um, I'm thinking of doing another classic movie. Uh, one that I haven't seen myself. Excellent. I try to keep. I try and keep it the ones I haven't seen because that's you know. Yeah, considering that Father's Day is coming up, I'm actually thinking of choosing a video that my dad has recommended. Hmm. Oh, I did screw you out of a film. Oh. Uh. Yeah. The other day, Alicia and I watched the third part of the Caribbean film without you. Uh, that's a good one. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I've seen it too. <laughs> I've seen it too. I know, but it's a really fucking good film. <laughs> So I feel a little bit bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. anyway, but it's <sighs> copyright is a very difficult thing because I I can I can sort of understand where YouTube is coming from mm. because if they don't do anything, these big ass studios are going to come after them, and even if. Even if those studios didn't come after them, there's the chance that you have like people who are uploading like full renditions of a movie and passing it around on the internet for free. Pirating. I just I just had an idea that's just fucking gold, by the way. Don't oh, just okay. Alright. Yeah, I'm waiting. Alright, here's what we do. Next film review. We watch Pirates of the Caribbean. We bring Johnny Depp back to court over it. And then we just make the fucking money from that. <laughs> Actually, hold on. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about for the last... <laughs> Sorry, do you have anything else for the rest of segment one? I could, but it's fine. Well, let, let's talk about the whole Johnny Depp thing. That was a big yeah. thing that happened recently. What are your thoughts? I have avoided it like the the, the plague, because it's mostly been... So, there have been fuck tons of YouTube suggestions showing up on my channel, mm. especially... Uh, around Asmongold because he's reviewing it and I watch him a lot and every time I see one of the thumbnails it's just another shot of them in court and it just do you want me to give you the synopsis uh, yes but so to clarify I'm not against court stuff because I mean we, hell, we watched what was it a few good men, and I've also read nineteen of the. Uh, now I've forgotten the name of the author. The book series. Um, I keep wanting to say Ben Elton, but it's not Ben Elton. It's no, I know who you're talking about. John Grisham. Talk. John Grisham. Thank you. I've watched nineteen. What? Blah, 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 read nineteen of his books, so I'm obviously not opposed to courts. Um, but this just looked juvenile. All right, now. Tell me how wrong I was. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong about the, the whole juvenile aspect, but it was it was a court case that never should have happened. Because the, the outcome and what the jury found was that the abuser was Amber Heard. Was that the woman was the abuser. Like that she had, you know, she had beaten him. She had mentally abused him, and she had threatened him in so many ways that he was the victim. And on top of that, the court case ended up with him, like, actually winning damages from her because all the shit that she had said had essentially constituted libel against him. Mm -hmm. 
And so it had damaged his reputation. I mean, he got kicked off a bunch of, like, different movie projects. Yeah, I mean, he was off Disney, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. I think she was ordered to pay him $15 million. Mind you, Disney will fire anyone if they think it's bad. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, but... but Don't sue me over that. I've already got enough court cases on my hands with the fucking copyright videos. The bit of the hypocrisy was the fact that, like, they, they kicked him off, but they didn't do anything to her. When, like, it got reversed. No, well, they thought it was going to win. She was going to win. Yeah, exactly. And now they look like, you know, a bit moronic. But charlatans. <laughs> Indeed. So, essentially, it, like, I, I've watched some videos from the trial. I've watched the 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 ending hearing and stuff like that, because... It, it shines a light on something that is, it's an issue, but it's not as big an issue as I think people make it out to be. Right. And the issue is that when you're talking about domestic court between, like, men and women who, like, are going through divorce or going through something else, it's heavily, heavily, heavily biased towards the woman. And it's it's a it's a remnant of like back in the day when women were the people who they, they didn't have as much power. Like they were people who were financially dependent on the man. That isn't the case anymore, but the court system, like any kind of government institution, is slow as fuck. And so they still go in that direction. And so Amber Heard abused the fuck out of Johnny Depp and yet all she had to say was oh he did this thing and all of the machinery sided with her and he had to go through this insane process providing evidence, recordings tons of character witnesses and after all of that finally they were like Oh, yeah, this woman is crazy. <laughs> um, that that was basically the end result, is... <laughs> yeah, I heard some interesting things, like, she photoshopped an image and left, like, photoshop tags in it. I don't know if this is true, but I want it to be. I have no idea if this is true, but I want it to be. She um, took a yeah. crap in his bed. Yeah, I heard about that as well. That, that's I mean, one of the things that during the trial that was never proven but they, they did prove that um, she uh, abused him physically and you know verbally uh, they did prove that she tried to, to knowingly fair, I'm sure disparage him I'm, I'm sure he probably verbally I don't know I don't, I, I don't know any of the facts on this but Insulting someone verbally doesn't seem like grounds for taking someone to court, personally. Oh, no. I Yeah, if, if it was just that, that's no problem. <coughs> the thing is, she she leveled accusations against him. And so, him leveling accusations back against her was the sort of retaliation. Yeah. Use deflect. Yeah. The thing is, her accusations were... From the evidence I saw watching all the clips and stuff, seem to have been unfounded. 
I'm just imagining it now as a Pokemon meme. Sorry. With them using different abilities. <laughs> she used... It, uh. If you want Pokemon abilities, she used Splash, he used Psybeam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, it was, it, it, there was a lot of very, very funny moments, though, where, like, her lawyers were trying to do everything they could to, to make him look shitty, mm. and there was just... Well, I heard she wanted to, like, fire her lawyer, because the lawyer did something stupid or something, didn't it? Well, he, the thing is, he wouldn't lie. And, right. unfortunately, reality didn't match up with anything I mean that, that so she was a lawyer saying. is as long as she didn't tell him that she's done something like they're not allowed to lie but they're not he should be like if you're gonna tell me something stop <laughs> and he did that multiple times uh, so right. her, her lawyer was uh, in the early stage of the trial like the, the, the witnesses would say things like um like, oh, I, he, he'd ask a question, like, oh, did this happen? And then the witness would be like, uh, yes, it did, but also this, this, and this. And the moment he would say, but, the lawyer would be like, no, stop! No, you can't say that! Judge, stop him from saying that! Because right. the but makes her look bad. Yeah. Do you want to just take a second to go over that line? The butt makes her look. Hey, I, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm an ass. You can't man. get over her shitting on the bed, can you? Well, I was gonna say I'm an ass man, but I'm even. I'm not attracted to her. She doesn't have a good butt. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. So I don't know. I I, I have nothing to say on this particular call. So he went, came away with a bit of money. I take it. He well. So <laughs> so here's the funniest bit. Yeah. And this is where I'm gonna end it. Okay. So he was awarded 15 million, but there's yeah. a there's a cap on 15, how much you okay. 15, but there's a cap in the US how much you can be awarded. Right. So he was only awarded 8 million. When they got divorced, she was awarded 7 million. So she has to give back the divorce settlement plus another million. Why did she get 7 million for divorce? Just because um, of the way that... Because divorce laws are fucked up. Okay. Because I'm assuming she didn't make those... Because, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Because, because she's a woman, she gets seven million. It's... So, they're... Again, I'm going back to the way laws were constructed. They, they, they go back to how... Uh, what's the word? Um, when, when women were, like, dependent on men mm -hmm. back in the day. And so the idea was a portion of the man's income was how much she needed to continue her living. And so when they got divorced, a woman got a proportional amount of the man's income and wealth. Despite the fact that, you know, she didn't actually do anything to earn that money, but she was part of the... The idea was they're part of the same familial partnership. So, regarding that... Yeah. Um, I... You know how mad we both get when... Um, something happens like... 
uh, a guy gets fined a fuck ton of money mm. because a lady was insulted by them or something, right? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a bad example. It's I'm pulling out sort of... But I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I am purposefully thinking to myself, I, I don't see this as a uh, a male-female um, thing. Because if it was the other way around, I wouldn't want a woman coming up and saying to me, oh, it's because they were a man that they got all that money. Yeah. And so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm edging away where I can from saying that it's purely because uh, it's the male-to-female thing. The the reason the reason I'm I'm calling it male to female is that's the way it's treated legally in the U.S. But I right. agree with you. I I think that this is this is something that's a bad thing, regardless of the genders of the people involved. Yeah, by the sounds of it, there were two people, both a little bit crazy, one significantly more crazy. The crazy person got fined. I mean, uh, and that sounds like a win for justice. Yeah, and, and to be fair, like, we're, we're, when we're talking about the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial, like, Amber Heard seems to be, like, a violent, crazy person. Both violent and crazy. Johnny Depp appears to be just crazy and a bit of a drunk, but gentle. He's a gentle, crazy drunk. And That sounds like one of the results you get from Jackbox. <laughs> but the thing is, like that—that's from from all the evidence that has come out. That seems to be him. Yeah. And but the thing is, because Amber Heard is a woman, she's getting special treatment. Yeah. That seems to be the case. So that's all. That's all I'll say. But it's, yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. All right. Segment three time. Yeah. So next we'll be talking about robots. Um. I don't know how I'm going to tie that in. And a lawsuit between a robot and a human. <laughs> and there it's... actually is a there's a lawsuit in the book. I did like I know you're making a joke, but there's a lawsuit in the book. All right, all right. And this is going to be the end of uh, the robot like, shit on my bed. God damn it! <laughs> this is going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ uh... podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the Teams J podcast. We are on segment three, our wildcard segment, and it's sorry. I was about Almost to say our wildcard. Me- <laughs> I was about to say our media segment. <laughs> oh, it's been so long since we had a media segment, but well, technically, technically, this is a media segment. Anyway, we're on segment three, um, and we're talking about Isaac Asimov's uh, iRobot. A book that is a sci-fi classic, one that I've been meaning to read for quite a long time, and that got turned into a, a pretty good Will Smith movie from like 2005 or something like that. Isaac Asimov is the always kind of father of robotics in the sci-fi genre. Yeah, he uh, he invented the the rules of robotics. Yeah, the three rules. It's a a robot. What is it? Rule one, a robot may not harm another human being or by inaction cause another human human being to become harmed. 
Well, uh, Batman should learn from that one. <laughs> uh, I think rule two is they need to obey the orders of a human being, and I think uh, rule three is uh, they need to self-preserve. They need to make sure that they... And it's, it's in order, so rule one, rule two, rule three. And actually, the book goes through quite a few of like scenarios of how those rules can potentially go wrong right loopholes yeah exactly and um so this this started a few weeks back when i had to go on a business trip to california mm -hmm. and so i was listening to the book on audiobook format and it's interesting because it's it's structured in such a way where it's the reminiscence of this elderly woman who was a robot psychologist um calvin who she shows up or at least a character with the same name shows up in the movie with will smith um and it's her reminiscence so the first robot back in the day back in the 1990s you old 1990s yep uh, because again, the book—I think the book was written in the '60s or before. But it's either way, it's quite old. Um, okay. And at the time, the '90s were, you know, the far future. Anyway, uh, it was a, essentially like a robot who was a a nursemaid, a babysitter. It was something to keep a child occupied. So there's a similar level of quality to Beyond Human, right? <laughs> Ironically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, quality. I think it's a bit higher quality. But... Oh, sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> quality. Quality-wise, was significantly worse. Yeah. Um, it was basically this little robo thing. And honestly, I... The first story in the book, it brought tears to my eyes. Because the little girl, like she she had this this robot that was taking care of her. The mother hated her, like the village that they lived in. It was somewhere in rural England. And the, the village didn't like the fact there was a robot in the village. Because um, you know, they were all fairly uh what is it? Uh what's the word I'm looking for? Racist to robots. God damn it, not racist. Like, they were... Work, working class is the wrong word. But they, they, they were people who, like, they farmed the land and they were... Blue-collar workers. Blue-collar, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. And this one family was there, and it, the dad worked for the robot company, and so they had a robot, and but the rest of the town was, like, uncomfortable with the robot being there. They were afraid it was going to kill people. This sounds a lot like humans. There's a lot of metaphors baked into this book. I don't, I don't deny. Um, no, no it, uh, what I'm describing is a modern day TV show, which I think was probably based off. Of, I, I think a lot of stories were based off of this book. Is what I'm suggesting. What, what, what TV show are you talking about? It was a British. Uh, uh, I was going to say sitcom. It's not a sitcom. It, I'd love it if it was a sitcom. Uh, it's kind of like 
a more chill version of Black Mirror, where if you took one story and made a whole series out of it rather than a single mm. episode. Uh, and so far, it sounds very similar, the first episode, to the first episode. What what was it called? Uh, Humans, I think. Okay. Uh, okay. They actually pitched it so much like it, the original War of the Worlds, they, they kind of put it on TV as an advert that people could just buy these robotic humanoid things. Okay. And then yeah. people got freaked out. <laughs> so, in the story, um, yeah. that doesn't happen. Like, it's just a robot that they have from the, the shop, essentially, that the, the guy has because, you know, he has an association with the company. Yeah. And it essentially becomes like a... Um, you know how like small children will have like a uh, like a doll or something that's their friend. It's yeah. not a real person, but it's a the robot. Becomes... I had a rock. <laughs> 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 oh god! But no, I, I know I, you. Mean. I had a bunch of animals. Yeah. My 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 house growing up, like we had hamsters, we had iguanas, we had birds, we had. I never Jesus. had Jesus. I never had sorry. to have an imaginary friend. I had a bunch of animals. I'm sorry. Did you, just you can't say, say that after what I just said. You just say Jesus. Yeah, and then you're like, I couldn't have an imaginary friend. Jesus didn't love me. I didn't hear that. That's <laughs> fucked up. You said it on me. Anyway. Anyway, so this little girl has her friend being this robot. And yep. she reads him stories and does stuff like that. and um, But the mother is very disturbed by the robot. Yeah. And the father is just like, oh, it's just a piece of technology. Don't worry about it, ma'am. Does, does the father fuck the robot? No. No, he oh. does not. He, it, this is a very wholesome story. Okay. Except for the woman. <laughs> Except for the woman. Except for the wife. Okay. Um, I should say, except for the wife, because the daughter is, like, very accepting of the robot and, like, just treats it like another person who's, like, part of the household. But uh, the, the, the wife is, like, getting more and more disturbed, and she, she does, she puts increasing pressure on the husband to get rid of the robot. Mm. And it all culminates, and the robot goes away, and they get the girl a dog instead, and she ends, and I feel bad for the dog, she ends up hating the dog because... Because the dog is a replacement for the robot, and who she you lost, loved. You lost me. That's impossible. No one can hate dogs. But the thing is, like, it's <coughs> you. You see this with you see this with children. That like they'll resent. so yeah. They'll resent the thing that shows up when something they love is gone. Like you, there, there's a there's an episode from a, a TV show and uh, that I like where a like this little girl's grandfather dies mm -hmm. and um around the same time her youngest brother is born and she hates the youngest brother because in her mind he replaced the grandfather and that's that's a common psychological thing that'll happen i was gonna give a far more fun example but you know sorry what? Dead grandpa, that works, I guess. It's a, it's a fucked up thing, but anyway. So, but but this is this is when I when I said there was there was a, a heartfelt moment that made me like tear up. Um, 
eventually they go to the robot factory to try and show the girl that like they're just robots they're they're assembled there's nothing wrong with them and she recognizes the robot that was taken from them and sent back to the factory because the mother eventually does make them get rid of the robot yeah and she sees it there and she runs out to them and she's about to be run over by a fucking forklift and that robot sees her and sprints out and dives and fucking saves the little girl and it's a it's a book it's not a movie but i like i remember like tearing up listening i was just like oh god cuz did the robot die the robot lived okay and it was the 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 lesson well not the lesson but like but then the robot got to go back with the family and it was just one of those things where I'm like, ah, oh, oh. Did it get hazard pay? No. It doesn't get paid at all. He's, he's a robot. It's a fucking robot. What the fuck? At the end of the Clank day, he's a fucking okay toaster oven. I'm sorry. What are you saying about the little toaster? <laughs> I brave little toaster. I watched the shit out of that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. I bet you feel stupid now. <coughs> I always feel stupid. <laughs> Alright, so, but but again, oh, heartfelt moment. Mm. Little girl. Okay, that's not how humans goes, but go on. But for the rest of the, the, the book, and the thing is, it's kind of treated as kind of a... So, in a modern piece of fiction, you'd probably expect that then the robots get rights or something like that. That doesn't happen. So, in this, robots are banned from Earth, based on that. Any, based any, on the little girl being saved. Based on the fact that the, the the robot got attached to the little girl. And so the, the, the governments realize that robots and human interactions are... This is weird. Okay, and so... I see I'm you holding. making a face. I'm holding, I'm holding. Robots are only allowed to do things on non-human occupied planets from then on. All right. You just opened a whole new can of worms. All right. All right. Ask, ask me questions. But let's go in order. So, are Isaac Asimov's three rules of robotics a thing in this universe? Yes. So, he had to save the little girl anyway. Yes. So, what, are the humans just stupid, or...? Yes. Okay, cool. Next so, question. So... so <laughs> I, I would say that the humans aren't stupid, they're just worried about glitches, which actually ends up being true, because there are glitches that show up in the robots in the three laws later. Right. Next question. Interstellar space travel. Shows up later. What, they just suddenly discover it and now they can move every single robot no. on the planet off? No, no, no. There's a, there, I'll tell you about it when, it, we, we, when we get there. Okay. The robots can fly now. <laughs> they fly so they now. Catapult themselves out the out of the uh, atmosphere. Next. Next oh, question. that was kind of it. I oh, mean, okay. honestly, can, wait, can the robots fly? Uh, so the robots are described as quote thinking machines, and so keep in mind this 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 book was written back in like the fifties or sixties when. Right. In their mind, like, 
I mean, the fact that a robot could do, like, basic math would be amazing. Right, okay. So, there, there's a lot of... So, interstellar... It wasn't essentially Iron Man times 100 on the planet. Interstellar, uh, like, travel was described yeah. as a hyper-atomic engine. Okay. Because, again, at this time, they were thinking atomic energy. That's the biggest thing. So, hyper-atomic is yeah. how you go between systems. Ironic like thing is it's kind of the smallest thing. Uh, well, exactly. close to the smallest thing. Yeah, well, they, they were thinking, like, nuclear, like some kind of, like, a super nuke, like, go between star systems sort Surely of thing. Surely, then, electronic is more intense than atomic because it's electrons. Or am I just being... I mean, I know it's a you, you're, question, you're being but... a modern person is what you're oh. doing there. I apologize. You, you, you have to think back in the 1950s where atomic was the biggest thing. Like, the, no, I'm not going to say that Nuclear <laughs> was the best. I see. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so that happened. And so the uh, a good chunk of the rest of the book ends up being following these two guys who are robot testers. And so uh, it they... And they, they find the flaws in the three laws. So, like, at one point, there's a robot that thinks himself into realizing that humans weren't actually created properly. And so, robots are actually... So, like, he's, he's on a station that is, like, a power generation. So, think, like, um, a solar station around Mercury... That okay. beams power back to Earth. Like a Dyson Sphere. Ex essentially, yeah. Like a, a, a portion of a Dyson Sphere. And, um... They just love how, how intellectual playing games makes a sound sometimes. <laughs> Go on. The, the, the robot ends up locking up the humans because they're inferior creations of the Master. And the Master is the Dyson Sphere. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's a God so, complex. Yeah, exactly. And the robot, like through his logic, you know, ends up protecting the humans by preventing them from interfering with any of the mechanisms. Because if they touch the mechanisms, they're not nearly as accurate as he is. And if they do something wrong, it might hurt more humans back home. So his, his background psychology of the first law prevents him from allowing the humans to touch any of the instruments. Ever since you mentioned that these are like old-fashioned robots that you got to think about, I've been picturing Rob the Robot from Mario Kart, and I just had a weird vision of Rob on a space station with a sacrificial knife advancing towards a group of prisoned humans. So the, that that's what they're worried about at first, is that they might be hurt. But he actually just, he gives them food, he gives them water, he just won't let them touch any of the instruments. Hmm. And so the robot is like, it's like, he, he, he actually pities them at one point. He's just like, oh, I'm sorry. You think that you're the superior creations. You think there are so many humans back on this myth mythical place called Earth. And he, and um, he's like, how is it that you say it? I am dabbing on you haters. <laughs> A little. <laughs> just go. <laughs> oh man but uh, and then then there's there's a little bit of a silly point where they they trade off the station to the next guy who's on the next shift right 
<laughs> and finds a bunch of people locked up. They don't tell him about it. So he's gonna be he's gonna be locked up, and the robot's gonna do everything himself. <laughs> and so they're basically just like, mm, hey, yeah, what? It'll be funny. He's he's off there by himself. What? There's a, there's a few fucked up things that happen in the book. Just like yeah, that's a bit fucked up. Aren't they afraid for their lives? Are they just assholes? I think they're just assholes. To be fair, if I was stuck in a space station revolving around a sun, you might be an asshole yourself. Yeah. Especially if a robot held you hostage. And it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, I would love there to be a burrito joint there, but at the same time, if there was a burrito joint there, you know that place would stink. But <laughs> is it worth it? <laughs> but is it worth it? Is it? Sun-baked burritos. So, other thing that happens. Um, yep. So, later on, these same robot people they are contracted to test out a mining robot. Oh, God, yeah. And the mining robot is the controller brain, and then they have other robots that all go out and do the extra mining. So, but the thing is, they realize that the robot brain can only handle so many connections simultaneously. And because of that, the robot goes insane if it has too many connections all at once. Yeah. And not insane, but basically, like, if it doesn't know what to do, and it's just kind of, it just fiddles, essentially, with its fingers, and it starts playing with a pen or something like that. But the thing is, Stabbing the, a human. But the thing is, the other robots are its pen, and so it starts fiddling around with them. Right. And so they end up just going insane. They, they eventually figure this out, what, what not. Last thing that happens is uh, a political election. And there's rumors that the person who is being elected is a robot, a humanoid robot, because he's never been seen eating. I think we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, they bring in a robot psychologist, the woman who's been talking through the entire story up until now. Yeah. To talk about it. And uh, she kind of clears him after a bit of a long discussion. Mm. Turns out he is a robot. Spoiler. They do the old... Oh, God, what's it called in Blade Runner? The test. Oh, oh I know what you're talking about, too. Uh, um... Shit, it's trying to work out if a, if a robot has emotions and so Yeah, no, I can't. Uh, the the Voight test or something like that. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. The, the, yes. Voight, the Voight something test. There's a lot of good lore behind sci-fi robots. And the thing is, a lot of it... I After I've gone through this whole book, I actually do see where a lot of sci-fi writers have taken things from. Because... Hmm. A lot of Isaac Asimov's, like, stuff in this first book does make its way into other sci-fi series. Uh, anyway, so... She clears him, but he is a robot. And then the book transitions to the end, where she is talking to him, the robot. Hmm. And the thing is, he's, he's kind of uh, a bit confused. Because he's essentially unified the world under a world government. Yeah. 
but things are going wrong and he can't figure out why. And he can't figure out why because like he's assigned these what what they call in the book thinking machines to the different areas of the world. And the thinking machines are um occasionally they'll spit out what people need to do. And at first he's thinking like, oh, um, it's, you know, because like the these people don't want to listen to a machine, they're doing things wrong. But then the like the robot psychologist says that. Well, they know that these people won't listen to them, and so they're adjusting their settings and they'll they'll, they'll put things within the margin of error so that they, even if they disobey them. It'll still be pretty much correct. And um, she says something along the lines of. The machines are, are moving us in a direction now. And I'm too old to see what's going to happen. But you will see what happens. And then she dies. And that's where the book ends. Oh. Is there a follow up or not? There, I, I think there might be another book, but that that's that's where it ends. That sounds fantastically good, like a cliffhanger. It, like it's such a it's such a good ending because I, hold on, uh, say something real quick because I, I need to grab the book because I want to <coughs> read the exact ending. It's it's okay. great. I talk. Uh, oh god. Um, yeah, I've been reading a lot of sci-fi books recently. Um, I try to think of what other ones we haven't covered yet. We're kind of covering all the classics. Um. There are a lot of Asimov books we still need to read. Honestly, I think I haven't. All right, I haven't seen. I haven't read the Blade Runner book, the original one. I've seen the first film. I haven't seen the second film. Although maybe the second one was a remake. I second? Can't remember. Are you talking about twenty forty nine? Uh, it was Blade Runner two. Okay. All right. Here I got the book. Okay. All right. Listen to this, because this ending just it you gave me it gave me chills when I listened to it. <clears throat> and that is all, said Dr. Calvin, rising. I saw it from the beginning, when the poor robots couldn't speak, to the end, when they stand between mankind and destruction. I will see no more. My life is over. You will see what comes next. I never saw Susan Calvin again. She died last month at the age of 82. That's it. Mm. I what? <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, I, I slapped my keyboard and uh... started a video. Um, yeah. Oh shit. But um... I, I love that. I love that ending there. It's just like she she throughout the entire book, she is the person who knows what's going on. She's like the more knowledgeable person. Like she has the insight, and everyone else is basically to one degree or another a bit ignorant yeah and at the end there she dies and just says you guys are going to see what happens hmm it's interesting I... how much emphasis we put on uh the ability the mobility being uh such a significant step in robotics because hmm. i mean if you think about it, you could have an Etch-a-Sketch on legs, and the 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 legs would be like a billion times more advanced than the Etch-a-Sketch. But what 
what are we actually putting in the brain at this point? I well, feel like that—that's a thing. Like in in the book, not all the robots are mobile. Right. There's there's what they call the uh, the thinking machine, about halfway mm. through the book, and it's essentially just a giant like cloud-based computer. It's just a politician, um, a good politician. It, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it sends a few people into space and kills them. A good politician. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but oh god, I was gonna say yeah. Why, if they're so advanced, do they need the robots? Surely they can do the machines, and the machines can automate things themselves. That is it's actually... just having legs that is the difference. It's a point they make late in the book. Um, is that when, when, when they talk about... Like, so when she's having that conversation with the politician about mm. how... Um, how robots have kind of moved beyond them and how like the robots are influencing human society uh she makes a point about how uh what what's the word uh the, the robots have done exactly that like they, they've moved to a point where humans are not able to understand what they're doing yeah i mean until they become transformers and they can move a lot faster than us reliably and shoot us it's it's a pretty long way away is what i'm saying and also but thinking but thinking wise yeah well computers have always been well not always i feel like computers are currently smarter than but they are smarter than us they can do a billion lines of code in the, a millisecond yeah that's um, speed sorry i i do feel like i need to jump in here though that's cool. speed yeah. That's not comprehension. Like, for no. instance, anything a computer can think through, like, for the most part, I can think through. But it will take me a lot longer. Yeah. So in this book, what they get to by the end is computers are able to think through things that humans are not able to think through. Yeah. And that's the that's the progression beyond where we are now. Yeah. Um. Also, speaking of real world robotics, have you seen the goat? Uh, no, I have I not. I think it's, it's. I think it's Korean. It's been in um, the news recently. Well, maybe not the news. Certainly on YouTube. There's like a, a robotic goat thing that uh, a country has developed, which can transport heavy cargo. The last thing I saw was the, um, was it the MIT little robot dog thing that was essentially being adapted for military use. Uh, I have not seen the goat, though. I feel like a dog is so much more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, they, they had a four-legged, like, robot thing. It was, it's being developed at MIT. Which... Although, to be fair, okay, not wanting to go into that fabled dark zone of people's dreams... But I used to have nightmares as a kid about a dog that would attack me and then half of its side came off and it was robot inside. That freaked the shit out of me as a kid. I apologize if I gave anyone nightmares that's listening. But if you I've... did, you probably shouldn't be listening to the podcast. <laughs> Go on. I, I've, I've never had that. So I, I've said, actually, you know what? Let's, let's end the podcast off there. Talking, <laughs> talking about this. No, I've, I've never had nightmares. It's a thing right. that I, I like, it, it's a weird thing. I've never had nightmares. 
I, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have never had dreams, but I haven't. Really? Like, I have dreams all the time. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, I, I have friends who have never had dreams. As not, I've grown up. Sorry, not never no. had dreams, but they don't have dreams as adults. No. So, yeah, I would totally agree. As a kid, uh, I would have multiple dreams or nightmares a night. Uh, these days, I my my memory of being asleep is far worse, <laughs> and I, I generally don't. Unless it's a really bad dream, yeah, or something particularly crazy happens. Um, yeah, I don't remember it. But no, I had a, a um, like a set of reoccurring nightmares as a child. Really? And, um, yeah, and it was uh, someone got me a dream catcher when I was a kid and alright I do not believe that you know you can hang up something and it will stop you from having bad nightmares but I do absolutely believe that if you think it's going to stop you having bad nightmares psychological it can yeah, influence yeah, yeah. you yeah and then and because I stopped having nightmares after that because I somehow felt safe with this thing here um so there is that to say for for for, for dream catchers I guess <laughs> yeah no, again, yeah, the, there's something to be said about having the, the psychological effect of having something there that, you know, convinces you that you're... But the thing is, like, I don't know, I've... Every dream that I've ever had, like, I, I've had things that potentially could be nightmares, but every time I have one of those, I always find a way out. Like, it... I, I, I do wonder... If um, nightmares and dreams, like the way that they actually manifest, has to do with the psychology of the person, like having, it seems obvious that it has to do with the person who's actually sleeping. But hmm. I genuinely have, I don't know. I have found this is gonna sound, make my dreams sound more exciting than they are. But <laughs> if I realize I'm in a dream. That's the best fucking time because oh yeah, literally, you can do all it's one of those things shit. where you're like, I've got a samurai sword on my in my hand, bam, it's there. Those things that were chasing you, they're in for a world of trouble now, <laughs> and you actually start having fun in it, uh, and then you normally wake up pretty quickly after that. But <laughs> time to do oh, some fun stuff. Times. Yeah, um, and I think I've actually used it, some uh, um, of my my nightmares and dreams in. Um, stories that I've written in like D and D campaigns. Well, I, and the thing is, like, like it's I've I've done the same. Like mm. every now and again, you have not even a. It's not even like you have a good idea. It's just like you've your your own brain has put together like a bunch of random crap, and you're like, oh, that'd make a good story. Yeah. Uh, so, Kaiser, how many, uh, metal sheep out of ten do you give iRobot that they definitely don't dream? I, I, I've put some thought into this, and I've tried to think about nine. Nine? Nine. Holy I just, crap, that's your highest score you've ever given. It's, it's such a good book. Like, and... I think that's higher than Red Rising. It is. It's higher than the score I gave Red Rising, and I, I, I endorse that. 
Jeez. read it from beginning to end. If, like, you take any piece of it individually, and it's not great, but you take the whole thing put together, mm. and it's just excellent. And it's it's peak sci-fi. It, oh, and it, it's not a long book. I mean, look at this. Look at this fucking... Yeah, looks a few hundred pages. Yeah. It's not a long book, but for what it is, if you read it all together, it's such a good book. Damn. Well, we'll have to watch the um, the film together for a film review at some point. We will. The film is very different. <laughs> yeah? I have not seen it. Have you? I have, yeah. I watched it back. So it came out in like 2005. I watched it in theaters. Is it bad? No, it's good. It's a oh. good movie. It's a very good movie, but it's not the book. Yeah, well, they're, that's what we say about every single they're, book they're, film. <laughs> no, no, but but they're very different. They they keep a lot of the names the same, but the mm. but the plot is totally different. They actually like the doggo in the film. <laughs> no, but uh, the the robot in the film is actually uh, a bit more human, as it oh. were, and so is the woman. Okay. And they added in Will Smith. Will Smith wasn't in the book. <laughs> what I mean is, like, his character wasn't even in the book. I'm gonna go up to that robot and slap it! <laughs> They've oh, god. oh god, I forgot about that. You yeah. didn't even realize what I was referencing! No, oh my I didn't. God. I didn't. <laughs> okay. uh, that's a whole other kettle of fish, and we have not got time for that argument. <laughs> no, we do not. Alright. Alright, uh, any any final thoughts before we close out the podcast? Um, oh, I, I want us to watch one episode of Humans at some point, because I, I, I really enjoyed watching at least the first series of it, I think you will too. We, I think that might be something, so that that's actually a good, uh, a good topic to talk about real quick. Um, I think that that could be something that we want to do in the future either for the podcast or for the YouTube channel is us doing a live watch or live reaction to a episode of something or you know something along those lines mm. um but either way doesn't matter all right this is going to be the end of episode 88 of the TMCJ podcast thank you all for listening and we will hopefully see you hear you something again great or... wind up mate <laughs> i'm sorry it's we been will so... feel you we, we will we will grope you we will do uh, think about who listens to this podcast mate <laughs> i'm sorry all right next time episode 89 thank you for listening talk to you then don't talk to me about life <laughs>